to another episode of Mic'd Up with Mellow and Big Country brought to you by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone 2022 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com. Today's going to be a weird show. I, I got a feeling. Uh, let's start off with the big news, though. It's the big guy's birthday. Oh, shit. Happy 31st <laughs> birthday. 26. No one believes that. I know. No, literally nobody <laughs> does. I think my mom even questioned it this past week, like Thanksgiving. She's like, how old are you turning? I was like, 26. And she was like, Taylor. Nah. I was like, on. mom. The fact <laughs> like that she calls you by your middle name, it's kind of weird. She calls everyone by the middle name. I don't she know. She doesn't just, even call me. It's her thing. <laughs> I'm just going to stop. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> the comment you made earlier about my said sister. <sighs> Who's <laughs> this? She sounds attractive. That's my youngest sister. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, we're cousins, but not my blood. So. <laughs> uh, That's anyway. what separates Missouri from Arkansas. <laughs> uh, anyway, well, uh, loaded show today. Yeah. Uh, I ended the show yesterday talking about how it was going to be a boring, nothing to talk about day. It is your birthday, though. Happy birthday. But we also Thank got you. more news in the college football world. Uh, yeah. And I didn't even like at first. It was like, yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen. What, what I saw, I heard are, rumors. Where are you going with this? Are you the, going to coaches? Yeah, we got to go to the other college football news. What is the other college? What's football? on your shirt? And what's this helmet back here? I don't know what you're talking about. Stick to football. Just a random shirt that I put on today. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of a comeback coming. That was that was my birthday present today. I was thoroughly <laughs> excited when I saw that announcement made this morning. Uh, we did make an announcement via the old Stick to Football page. Uh, if you're listening to this, you're probably familiar with the Stick to Football podcast. We are going to do a meetup in Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl. We did announce that this morning. Uh, no podcast, no future plans, but me, Matt, and Connor are going to get back together uh, for a one-night show, a little reunion Ooh. special. Yeah, it's like uh, when Friends gets back together or The Office, yep. but this time it's going to be Stick to Football. And I'm excited for it. Like it Apparently, was literally. I honestly had no idea what you were talking about. Yeah, it was my favorite podcast. It, like I thoroughly listened to it. And I know it was a lot of other people's. You guys had something special there. It was. It was a good time. And so <clears> that will be exciting. As but I lose my voice, can't wait. Very excited. It is uh, going to be exciting, and everybody, welcome to join us. We are going to do a ticketed event. Uh, we used to believe with Bleacher Report, and they helped pay for everything that we did. They don't do that anymore. So it will be a ticketed <laughs> event uh, to help cover, tra- cover travel. But also, if you if you follow Stick to Football on Twitter, it's still a, an active Twitter. Yep. Boy, was it hard getting back into that account, too, by the way. Uh, but first beer is free. Hey, I would also like to say you're welcome because I would randomly check in on the account, <laughs> make sure it was still alive and active and no one was messing with it. Yeah. So, uh, not to take credit where credit's not due. But, but yes, $5 gets you in the beer. door, but it also gets you one free beer. So really, I mean, come on. It's... Uh, it's going to be pretty cheap. It would be cool uh, to see a lot of listeners that we've had over the years. And, of course, you and I will also be in Mobile. I love the Senior Bowl. It's one of my favorite times mm-hmm. of year. And I know, like, one thing that I really love this year about the Senior Bowl is that there's been a lot of pressure from, I'm just going to say it, the Shrine Bowl. Yeah. Of like, oh, man, who's going to get the players? Where are these guys going to go? Uh, friend of the show, buddy of ours, Jim Nagy. Really put his dick on the table. <laughs> he said. <laughs> uh, the quarterbacks alone that are going to be there are going to be phenomenal. They already have commitments from Malik Willis and Desmond Ritter. Yeah. And I also think that Kenny Pickett is probably going to be like forced or pressured into it. I mean, I think, and I saw somebody else tweet it, so I won't even take credit for it, but I don't remember who, that QB1 of this draft class is going to be decided in Mobile, Alabama. I mean, and it wasn't like a senior bowl. It wasn't Jim Nagy who tweeted it, but I, I agree with it. I yeah. I definitely think QB1 is going to be decided. I mean, that's kind of what happened with Baker Mayfield's class a couple years ago, right? Yeah, him was, and Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Uh, were Baker both goes down bowl. there and just absolutely tore it up and then kind of becomes the face of the senior bowl for a couple years because he was the number one pick. But, I mean, this might be a year where I use that field pass again where it's like, I'm going down there. Like, even yeah. if I don't talk to anybody, just to be able to be like, yeah, I was like five feet away from this guy. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think that it will put pressure on Kenny Pickett. Uh, another couple guys, though, Sam Howell is a junior. 
at North Carolina, but he's on pace to graduate, which means he could participate in the Senior Bowl. And I think that if if he comes out, if he decides to declare, that would be a great option for mm-hmm. him to go to Mobile and compete and prove that, like, hey, I belong back in that first round talk. I belong yep. in this uh, category of guys. And then my guy, Carson Strong, uh, is a redshirt junior, so I think he's probably on pace to graduate as well. And there's a lot of talk about both those guys joining the senior bowl. It's very exciting. And it is. It the quarterback class, it kind of runs everything as it does in football all the time. But it will be exciting to see that. But also, it's a it's a really good time. I know that we have a couple of our friends uh, going this year for the first time. We have all the time. You'll have listeners and other just football fans go down there. And I think once you experience it, you're hooked. Yeah, especially with the new stadium that's completely built for South mm-hmm. Alabama. Like it is incredible. It is fun to watch practice at. It is a little bright though with the sun shining. And depending on what side you sit on, last year there was the COVID implications. Well, and, and so the, it really affected things. But it's not cold either. No, it's going to be like the first week of February. Uh, it's still pretty nice weather down there in Mobile. It's like probably going to rain one day. Oh yeah, bring a rain jacket because I mean I think our guy Adam Adam Heisler says it all the time. Like it probably rains sometime every day here. Yeah, I mean, just for a little bit. It's yeah. like it's pretty much North Florida, Northwest yeah. Florida, one hundred percent. But it will be a good time, and we will be down there again, uh, as Big Country mentioned. Uh, I was going to drop little hints and wore my old stick to football shirt today, uh, but we went ahead and announced that this morning. I was having a lot of fun with that yesterday, you though. You were, but I also think a lot of people started you to get teased. You're such a tease. <laughs> yeah, I am in a good way. Uh, <laughs> I think a lot of people started to get excited, like, "Oh my God, the podcast is coming back." Yeah, uh, pump the brakes on that one. Uh, we'll see what happens. Put it back in, future, in your though. pants, guys. <laughs> it, but it will definitely be cool to get uh, back around Matt and Connor. I haven't seen Connor in since before the pandemic. So I and he like wasn't able to travel last year. So mm-hmm. uh, I haven't seen him. Dude, in a still long time. Jack? I can tell you that. Probably. I don't know, but we'll find out. But um, too, other yep. news. Yeah. Um, also, let's just announcement time. Uh, the call-in app. We, we haven't yes. given them a shout-out, but tomorrow uh, we're going to try to launch our first episode on the call-in app. It's super easy. Um, even I can do it, and I am, I'm not good with technology anymore. Or Respectfully, at least you're not. <laughs> with some things, with like social media. Oh, I almost played Matt's podcast. Uh, but go download the <laughs> call-in app. It's super easy. C-A-L-L-I-N. And you can follow us on Miked Up, and tomorrow we'll be live um, I assume we're still going to do that at 10 a.m. That's when we record this little podcast. But you will be able to interact with us. Uh, there's options for you to ask questions. It would be cool to get some fan interaction. Uh, if we say something stupid, you can correct us. If you want to drop a little nugget of truth on your own, you can do it. So download the call-in app and follow us at Mike Up. But how about Brian Kelly? Because this one was a big surprise. And there have been so many rumors about LSU that yesterday was finally the day that I was like, I'm not buying in. Yeah. I, and, I, mean, I was the same way. I was like, come on, Brian Kelly. Yeah. Like, this dude's a lock at Notre Dame. Right. And, I mean, the rumors of Lincoln Riley to LSU, that got squashed on Sunday. Uh, and then, like, Lane Kiffin to LSU, and then it came out like Brian Kelly. I didn't think that that was a good – I didn't think it was a great fit. We'll see what happens. I think he's going to be a very good coach, but it is confirmed he is going to LSU. Uh, he's already changed his Twitter to where he's in LSU gear. Mm-hmm. And he sent out the text last night to his players that he would be leaving, which is shitty. But I do want to defend some of these coaches. Media moves so quickly mm-hmm. that as soon as I think he probably left that room or left that meeting, whether it was a Zoom in person, I believe it was in person. That is hitting Twitter instantly. Yeah. I don't think that there's really time to be like, hey, calling a meeting tomorrow at 7 a.m., have some news for you guys. It wasn't going to last until 7 a.m. So it's not like, uh, you know, he had many options. It's just it's part of it. People move too fast in the media. Now they they hear this stuff. Even as of last night, it was still like speculation. Yeah. Like nothing had been confirmed. So I I pumped the brakes on that one. Even with Lincoln Riley, too. Like how are you supposed to – notify your players before some of these media members get a hold of it. But it is going to be an interesting fit. I think they went complete opposite of Coach O, which might be what they need. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, Les Miles before him was kind of the same guy as Coach O. They're, they're characters. They're good recruiters. 
Brian Kelly, more serious, going to be a good coach. He pulls in good recruits at Notre Dame. I think he'll be able to do the same at LSU. I know a lot of LSU fans uh, were reacting very strongly last night. They didn't like the hire, and I think a lot of them have kind of come around to like, okay, this could work. I mean, he really did a very good job at Notre Dame. I know a lot of people think they have that easy road, but they don't always. I think he did a great job. And we got to meet Brian Kelly. I think that was the first time I had officially met a college coach. I was like, I get it. I get why this guy is special and why he's able to have, you know, five-star type of players in his locker room at all times and on the field. Because you talk to that guy and it's like, yeah, if I had a kid, he's going to be coached by you. Yeah. He's such a smooth talker, but he's genuine and he's – I think it's a great hire by LSU. Like, yeah, you missed out on Lincoln Riley. Okay, you get this guy right here, and I think you're going to be completely fine. And uh, the contract details that were kind of coming out, uh, I had even seen people tweeting last night that it was going to be in the $15 million range, which would be outrageous. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of money. It sounds more like it's going to be a 10-year contract with $95 million, uh, which is still, that's a shitload of money. A little different from $15 million, yeah. uh, which would have been made him the highest coach, I think, in probably professional sports. But $95 million, he gets the same deal that Mel Tucker got at Michigan State. And, uh, I mean, Mel Tucker was another name that was rumored to LSU, too. Yeah. So it, it's a good hire, I think. And somebody even asked me on Instagram today if I thought Brian Kelly could lead LSU to a national championship, and I do. Uh, I, I really do think that he is a very good coach. And if he can rebuild and do what he did at Notre Dame, I think he'll have an easier path at LSU. Because even for a national championship, you still have to beat somebody from the from the SEC. Yeah, He's still going to have to do that at LSU. And it can be done. People have done it before. Coach O won a national title at LSU. I mean, Les Miles did it before. Saban did it before. Like Every exactly. time they get a new coach, it's like they win a national title in, like, what, the first three to five years of that? And then they just yeah. kind of move on. And that's from why it. I like you know, kept saying to Alabama, but right, that's one of the best jobs in the nation. Yeah, and it still is. Uh, but now, uh, you know, Lincoln Riley leaves Oklahoma. That job is still open. And a couple of his his contract details came out. I don't know that it's anything that is really hard confirmed, uh, but I saw it as soon as I left the office yesterday. Uh, reports not confirmed, but looks like it's going to be around a hundred. $10 million. I'm guessing that's probably another 10-year deal. Um, so that's going to put him in right at 11, which will, I think, put him above Nick Saban, but below Bill Belichick, mm-hmm. uh, if, I, if I have the math right on that one. Uh, but the fun part comes next. USC is buying both his homes, Norman, Oklahoma. What, for one, let's pause. Why the fuck do you have two homes that's, in Norman, that's Oklahoma? That's what stucks me, has like got my attention every time I read this. It's like, He's got two houses. Uh-huh. Why? So, two homes in Norman, and USC is going to buy them from him each for $500,000 over asking price. So essentially it becomes a big bonus where it's like, hey, here you go. Here's a uh, million dollars in your pocket, mm-hmm. which I, I is probably not that uncommon. But it, it did stick out to me, too. It's like, why do you need two homes in Norman? I haven't spent a lot of time in Norman, Oklahoma. I don't think I'm exactly welcome there <laughs> maybe but, he has one like outside of town where his family is and he has one kind yeah of it's like is there like the a stadium. lake or anything that you would put a house on or that might be a really I cool i don't care though it's Oklahoma. hunting shack i don't know uh but either way they're going to buy it so essentially that becomes a one million dollar bonus and then they are also buying him a home in la for six million dollars i $6 million home has to be extraordinary. Even if it is in L.A., that's ridiculous. And then the last one might be my favorite one. Unlimited use of the private jet 24-7 for family members. That is ridiculous. I would be taking – they would have to tell me to stop and be like, yeah. hey, by the way, this is kind of getting out of hand. I'd be going somewhere every day. Every day? Maybe every week. Every day is a lot. Like, you, once a week, I'd be like, I'm going to go, uh, like, see what's happening in New York. <laughs> see y'all later. See you. I'm going to hop a plane. Let's go At to Hawaii. At what point, like, do, through this list, was he like, yes? And another thing that I want to get to, though, is that, like, these are the not confirmed contract details. Yesterday during his press conference, Lincoln Riley said, 
that this all came together late Saturday night, early Sunday morning. And you got all that as well? Like, Is this one of these like contract negotiations you see in the movies where it's like, we'll give you $110 million. Not enough. It's just it's not. We'll buy both your homes in Norman. We'll buy your house in Norman. Uh-huh. Well, I have two of them. We'll buy both. Uh-huh. We'll, 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 we'll buy over the asking price. Yeah. That's not enough. $500,000 like, okay. for each. Yeah, I, I've sold my homes, but now I have no place to live. It's yeah. like, well, we'll buy you a house. Like, oh. I like this one that costs but I have, $6 million. But I have family here in Oklahoma. This is where, like, you can use the jet. You can go see them anytime you want. Yeah. Sold. Thank you. Yeah, apparently there was not much negotiating going on. It was just like, give us a list of what you want. And the <laughs> yes. agent was like, "What's? what can I dream up here and see if they'll say yes to? And they said yes to, I think, everything. I can't I mean, imagine they what they have. said no to if they're like, hey, you're really crossing the line. <laughs> I saw someone tweet yesterday for, like that was a part of the – I don't know if it's USC media or just, they're just heavily involved in the university. But it's like the boosters were willing to pay an mm-hmm. insane amount of money to make this happen to help rebuild the football program. I think they said they were ready to pay like $20 million this year, like now, to help flip everything. And boy, have they. Yeah, it, like, it is. It's crazy. Good, he it, said but good in, for him. I mean, seriously, though, I, it, it all happened so quickly that now OU's like, well, what are we going to do? Bob Stoops comes out with an incredible interview on what he had with to the players and then what he said in that press conference. Have you seen that? I watched some of it. Because I heard I a was, tidbit of it this morning on the radio coming in. I was, I was waiting like, for them Ooh. to name. I thought they were going to name their next head coach. So I was actually watching it live. Uh, and then uh, the AD or somebody came out and was like, oh, we're not going to name our coach today. And I was like, well, I'm not. That's all I'm listening for. Do they are? They already pretty much said it, right? They there were a lot of rumors yesterday okay. of Brent Venables from Clemson, but they didn't confirm anything, which I do think is smart. Um, and as as uh, Bob Stoops said, this is going to be a very attractive job. Mm-hmm. So I actually like the fact. Well, I don't like it, but I agree with the fact that they're taking their time on this. Like, just see who's interested. You think they you steal a know. coach from somewhere else? Yeah. Probably too, um, and that's uh, you know a lot of favorites for this job. Uh, I've already heard Lane Kiffin, uh, his name mentioned for Oklahoma. For, for yeah, for Oklahoma, um, it does sound like Brent Venables is maybe the favorite for it. Mark Stoops is another guy that I've heard, um, the brother of Bob, who's coaching at Kentucky. He's done a wonderful job at Kentucky, but him, he's probably topped out. Yeah, at that program. So we'll see what happens. Uh, for me, I know that you know, like Luke Fickle has been mentioned for that. I don't think that he's a fit there. Um, and Matt Campbell, two of the favorites you know, for every job, have also been mentioned there. But I, I do think that Oklahoma will probably have its pick. And I don't know if they're going to be able to match some of these contracts that Brian Kelly and Lincoln Riley are getting. But who knows? And then at Notre Dame, uh, you know, with them even, who's the next coach there? I think there are two really good candidates. And the crazy thing about it is they coach together at Cincinnati. The defensive coordinator at Notre Dame, Marcus Freeman, sounds like he's going to take over. He's going to be the interim coach. A lot of people expect that maybe he takes over and he's the head coach there. But also uh, Luke Fickle uh, can confirm this is a job that he would be very interested in. And we'll see. I think both of those would be great hires. I do worry about taking a defensive coordinator and making him the head coach at Notre Dame. Yeah. Like, even if he's the best defensive coordinator out there if he's really ready to be a head coach that's just a lot of pressure for your first head coaching job to be at Notre Dame yeah but uh, maybe he's a guy that they don't want to get rid of but like how I long said, has he been there as defensive coordinator one year yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> one mind. year uh, because before that he was at Cincinnati with Luke Fickle gotcha so I, so if Luke goes to uh, Notre Dame if Luke maybe Fickle he just goes yeah. there, he just gets to stay maybe as he stays aboard as defensive coordinator I would not be surprised if that happens I also wouldn't be surprised if he says all right it's time for me to go somewhere else uh, maybe go be a head coach at a different program, maybe one he of those smaller schools. Yeah, maybe he goes back to Cincinnati. <laughs> snap, snap. Uh, who knows? But, I mean, so much still taking place in college football. And one thing that I love about it so much is that now Notre Dame, we were talking about it yesterday over the weekend. People have been asking me about it. Like, can they get into the college football playoff? I don't think they can anymore. I mean, I think it would really take a big shakeup because they don't have their head coach. And the way that I was talking about it this morning – uh, on a show that I did, is like this would be like losing your almost like your Heisman level quarterback. This is your star quarterback, and you're without him anymore. And I think the committee is going to look at that and say, "Oh, you don't have your head coach. Sorry, you're not as good of a team as you were Sunday night." Yeah. So I'll be eager to see what happens tonight with the college football rankings. But the same could be said 
for Cincinnati. If Luke Fickle takes that Notre Dame job, or <laughs> now they don't have a coach. Yeah. I don't think that he would like immediately take over and coach Notre Dame. It's no, just, like, see, that's the one thing that's kind of throwing me for a loop is because, like, yes, Brian Kelly accepted that job to LSU. I didn't expect him to just ditch Notre Dame yeah. and be like, deuces. And I mm-hmm. guess that's just the way it works, and I just didn't realize that, so that is on me. But for some reason, I thought he'd at least be with the team well, for the rest of the year if they do make the college football playoff. Right. Yeah. Because, like, hey, last run together. Let's go make this mm-hmm. happen, boys. Yeah. Instead, it's like, I'm out. Like, I have no ties uh-huh. to Notre Dame anymore. I'm changing anymore. my Twitter. I signed uh, the contract. I got $12 million in my bank account right now. Yeah. See ya. So, I don't I don't know. I kind of thought that he would maybe stick around or maybe just not make a decision until after next week. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I guess he's gone. He's done for. He's going to LSU. Uh, I don't know that they really had a chance to make it to the college football playoff, but I really don't think that they do without him. Yeah. And, if you're Luke Fickle, sorry to interrupt you, can you accept that Notre Dame job but stay at Cincinnati yeah. to finish that run? Uh, somebody mentioned it last night. Scott Frost did that, uh, which was a little bit different. But he stayed on and coached through the bowl game. Mm-hmm. People have done that before. Um, Billy Napier at Florida, he's still going to coach the Sun Belt Championship game this weekend. So you can do that. And I think that's one thing that's going to play into it for Notre Dame is how patient are you? If Luke Fickle's your guy and that's who you want, I do think he's going to want to stay. I think he believes – he has a national championship team, mm-hmm. and he's going to want to coach the college football playoff. I don't fault him for that at all. Like, obviously, yeah. let him have that opportunity, and then he can take over. So, for Cincinnati, I think it's going to be weird, but I do think that Fickle would stay in that situation. For Notre Dame, I think they're pretty much out. Oklahoma State, like, this was a great great news day for them. Yeah. They lose Lincoln Riley over the weekend. And uh, Notre Dame head coach Brian Kelly leaves, kind of, I think, bumping them up probably even ahead of uh, Notre Dame in the college football playoff. But we'll find out uh, tonight with those rankings. Let's change gears to a a little NFL, but first mention our great sponsors at Miners and Monroe. I did not get this from Miners and Monroe. I don't know if they sell, stick to football. I don't think so, uh, but it's worth checking out minersinmonroe.com. Go there uh, Christmas time, fellas. Tell your ladies to go there and just browse for you. They have so many cool items in store and online. Use code up 10 Save yourself 10% off at Miners and Monroe. Yep, right on. Next is right on. Right on. Gunspot.com <laughs> is. I don't know next. why that got me. But All right, right on. Next one. Here we go. Gunspot. Be sure to visit <laughs> Gunspot.com for all your gun and ammo needs. No reserved auctions, which means you can get a gun that you've been wanting for Christmas, for a loved one, for yourself, for a family member. For very cheap. I mean, they're possible. The auction's going on every day, all the time. Be sure to visit them at Gunspot.com. Also, don't forget, it's not a matter if, it's a matter of when. Be sure you're in a position to protect you and your family when needed. I don't know why that one gets me, too. It does, it does every time. Every day. I'm, like, waiting for it. It's like, is he going to say it? I said it. Hey, he that did. goes to everybody, though. It's like the no bones day. Like I used to tell my sister that when we were, because she's, like, she's 14 months younger than me, so I've known him, had her in my life pretty yeah. much from memory. Stop Let's it. talk more about her. But, like, in college, she'd go out, you know, with her friends, stuff about, hey, like, uh-huh. you got to pay attention. Like, people are going to try and just be inappropriate and do things like it's not always safe out there. I can't always be there. It's not a matter if it's a matter of when. She's like, oh, no, what no. if I just sent her a message right now that said it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when? Would she? She'd probably know. Understand it? Yeah. You're gonna do that right now? No. You should. <laughs> I, that's inappropriate. Why? It's one sentence. Exactly. Never mind. It's not. It's totally normal. It's fine. You won't send her a message right now. Do Shit. it. You won't. A lot of people saying you won't. I will. But first, um, can we talk about last night's football game? I'm going to be... Do we have to? (laughs) I'm going to be honest and open. Uh Uh, Last night at about what time was like 6 o'clock Central Time did that news hit for Brian Kelly. I completely forgot about the Monday night football game. (laughs) I didn't watch it at all. (laughs) And I I was tweeting. I was reading. uh, I had some phone calls to make. And then by the time that I realized, like, oh, wow, it's Monday night, I forgot about the game. And I just, I read and recapped on Twitter. I watched some of it this morning. It looked like it was an incredibly boring game until the Seahawks kind of ruined it uh, at the end. I don't know if that's accurate or not, but that's how it felt as me watching it as a quick recap. (laughs) It was just like one of those deals where 
like Washington had the lead and then all of a sudden there's like a blocked field goal and then Seattle returns it and they tie the game right before the end of the half. And you're just sitting there like, what in the world is like, this game is drunk. And it was like that entire second half didn't make any sense either. I'll be honest. I didn't pay attention to the whole game because I got really bored of it. I was like, this is bad football and it's prime time. And I just don't want to watch it. And for the Seahawks, it's so rough. We've never seen anything like this in Seattle, not with Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson there. And I think that it's going to be, I think this is it for them. I know that you and both Matt um, really bought in early on the, this is Russell Wilson's last season. I was kind of like, yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see how it plays out. I think he wants to be there since he's there for this year. Mm-hmm. I'm off that train too. I, I'm right <laughs> there with you guys. I think this is his last year in Seattle. And I think it could be Pete Carroll's last year in Seattle. Uh, we'll see what happens there. This is a situation where I think that they might even be better off just blowing it up and rebuilding and using all those draft picks that you're going to get for a guy like Russell Wilson. Uh, I think you can still keep guys like Tyler Lockett and you can keep DK Metcalf and try to build around them. But like your offensive line is bad. They've missed on a lot of draft picks. Like it used to be kind of a running joke and it still kind of is. That they can't draft in the first round. No. It's absolutely garbage They ended up taking picks. like a Rashad Penny, and it's like, why? Yeah. Why was Rashad Penny at, what was he at, from San Diego State? Uh-huh. And maybe being discussed as like a second, third round, and they're like, man, we'll take him right here at 27. I was like, what? Yeah, and some of the other guys that they've missed on in the first round, they do a much better job later in the draft and mm-hmm. find, like, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Puna Ford as an undrafted free agent. But I just don't know what you can do. Like, the Seahawks should not be losing to Washington. And Russell Wilson, like, maybe with the finger, it's still bothering him. But even he played pretty well last night. And there's just there's not a lot around him. The running game, absolutely non-existent there. So I do think that um, a lot of teams are going to be very interested in Russell Wilson. I think he's going to be very interested in a couple teams. Uh, I We talk about it all the time. i got to go find the list of teams that he was like, I'll go here, here, here. Uh, but dude, the only one I remember though is uh, it's always the Cowboys. I remember he said he would go there. I was like, why the fuck would you say that? They have a quarterback and they've just paid him a lot of money, so you're not going there. But you know, other teams I think that have emerged, like maybe Pittsburgh. I don't. I know that a lot of people talk about the market and if Sierra would want to be in that market. I don't know if that matters mm-hmm. as much. Well, um, she wanted all the markets. I can tell you that. I know we've been mentioning the New York Giants. I've been mentioning. I've heard Matt mm-hmm. mention it. You're on board with it now. But the one team you do remember was the Cowboys. He also mm-hmm. mentioned the Saints, the Raiders, and the Bears. You're not going to the Cowboys. You're not going to the Bears. Yep. The Saints, though. <laughs> but, I bet Michael Thomas is like, I'm back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Man, look at that. Ankle's feeling real good. With the Saints, they will move some draft picks. And I think if They'll Sean Payton— They'll give a whole draft away. Right. <laughs> if Sean Payton's still going to be there, he might look at it and say, like, yeah, uh, let's go ahead and do that. Uh, I know that their salary cap situation is always hell, uh, but they always fix it mm-hmm. somehow. Uh, you need draft picks, though, to fill in those rest of those roster spots. But and you they could probably about make a, it work. A team who's good in the draft, especially on the offensive line, that is the Saints. Like, yeah, they don't miss on their draft picks. Yeah, and the offense is always good. You have Alvin Kamara, who's that'd be the best team Russell Wilson's ever been a part of offensively. Yeah, probably with Sean Payton there. Yeah, uh, I think so too. And then Vegas, uh, we'll see what happens there. I think that's an interesting one to watch. Maybe it is, but like, they, man, they have so many like other things they got to get figured out. Like this mm-hmm. offseason, like they have to rebuild everything. You're probably yeah. moving on from Derek Carr, honestly. Yeah, I know that's uh, kind of what I'm thinking here too, though. But I mean, you get some draft picks back. For Derek Carr, or maybe there's a lot of talk of like a three-way trade like we see in the NBA Mm -hmm. last year. Maybe that's something that you can experiment with. Um, You know, I get these picks back for Derek Carr, but then I send them to Mm -hmm. whomever. Like Russell Wilson to the Saints, Derek Carr to the Let's just get all three big quarterbacks plus Derek Carr. Let's get Rodgers, let's get Watson, let's get Wilson, and then we'll sprinkle in Derek Carr and a lot of draft picks. Let's just shuffle them around to different places. (laughs) Like, all draft picks included in this trade go back to the Houston Texans somehow. 
That actually would be incredible. Bring in a fifth team. I don't know. I'm just bullshitting here. Hey, we're, we got nothing else to do. Here's a third. <laughs> we heard this is a record trade. We want to be a part of it. Uh, all 32 teams give up something. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like an expansion draft. It's like, hey, you have to be a part of it. Even if it's a conditional sixth-round pick, you have to send it to That Houston. would be awesome. Like, I feel like that's something. If I was a general manager in the NFL, I feel like that's something I would try to make happen. Like, guys, just think. Every like a thirty-two team trade. Let's just really mess with them. We're only trading six and seven round picks. <laughs> like you, the internet would explode. Be like, what the fuck is happening? Trying to keep it all straight. In years past, uh, I've done like mock drafts, like day two mock draft mm-hmm. and day three mock draft, and then trying to keep it all straight with those trades. I know you've seen it before. It's hell. It's it so is. difficult to keep track of those picks because the other part of it is like you start to feel like you're favoring other teams. With the trade, and then people see that and they get pissed off about it. It's like, Last well, year, hey, uh, sorry, this team won a trade. It just tends like let's look at the Jets and the Seahawks right here with uh, oh, frick, what's his name? Jamal Adams. Well, Jamal Adams, thank got you. Got another interception this Trying weekend. to plug in my laptop Except and to talk. What, four. Oh, good for him. <laughs> Still, you gave up two first rounders for uh-huh. this guy. Get out of here. Yeah, but even like looking at that trade, what did the Seahawks do with those first rounders? So when you go back and look at it like player for player, yeah, Seahawks probably won that. Who well, knows what have the Jets, the Jets used both of them yet? They'll use one this year, which is very high. Um, yeah, because the Seahawks are three and eight. I know we talked about like Russell Wilson and like Seahawks not looking good and losing to Washington. They are three and eight. Yeah, when I do my powering pick today, number four overall, it was like ah, I have not realized how bad they are because you know the talent is there. It's like at some point they'll get it figured out, mm-hmm. and they're just not. And I love this, and I tweeted it out. I hope it stays the same, but I know it will not. The current draft order is phenomenal. Uh, Number one overall would be the Detroit Lions. Number two overall, the Houston Texans. Number three overall, the Jacksonville Jaguars. And this is where it gets fun. Pick number four overall, the New York Jets from Seattle. Uh, Pick number five overall, the New York Jets. (laughs) Pick number six, the New York Giants. Pick number seven, the New York Giants from Chicago. Pick number eight, Philadelphia Eagles. Pick number nine, the Philadelphia Eagles. Why don't we just lock it in? Just lock in the top ten. <laughs> Those are the only teams that deserve to be in there. And then you start with like the Carolina Panthers, the Falcons. But I love that that little run from four to nine is fantastic. And the fact that it's not even mixed up. It's just like, all right, Jets, take two picks. Giants, you take two picks. Eagles, you take two picks. Those three teams have done a really good job uh, of working the draft. And another team that you mentioned, too, the Giants, maybe that is a landing spot for Russell Wilson. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know if they're interested in Daniel Jones. Maybe you try to throw him in there. That's what I was going to say. What is the offer for Russell Wilson right now? Because he is an older quarterback. He is still good. The, what was it for Russell – or not Russell. Uh, Deshaun Watson was three first and two seconds. I would think for Russell Wilson <laughs> – I don't know if I'd give up pick six and seven. I was going to say, Wilson. would you give up two top ten picks? Like, you shouldn't have to give up anything else after that. Probably not. Because, like, hey, you get I'm two also picks really, like, low on 10. draft picks right now. Like, I don't think they're that important. That changes. What is the Rams general manager less need? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck them draft picks. <laughs> uh, I Six and seven should get it done for Russell Wilson. And maybe you throw in a guy like Daniel Jones. Just I, don't, I don't know if you want him or not in Seattle. Like, maybe not, but... Now you have a that quarterback That would suck for Daniel roster. Jones to go from New York to Seattle. Might be nice. Just he kind of feels more like a Seattle kind of guy than he does a New York guy. He just – every time I see him, I think of Eli Manning. Like, I just mm-hmm. – I can't – he just might as well be an Eli Manning I too. do think Russell Wilson with the Giants would be a great fit. Yeah. And I think it was Eli or maybe somebody else that even came out and said, like, it takes a boring quarterback to be successful in New York. There's too many distractions. There's too much media. You have to be that Eli Manning type quarterback. And that was another reason why the Giants allegedly liked Daniel Jones yeah. so much is because, I mean, God, can you imagine if they would have taken Dwayne Haskins and put him in New York? <laughs> that would have been a nightmare. Strippers in the penthouse. Homie couldn't make it in Washington, D.C. <laughs> um, and now he's like in Pittsburgh. It's like, where's a really good team, boring-ass city? You're in Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, I can't confirm that. I've never been there. Doesn't I actually seem super it's exciting. Beautiful. I almost moved there after college. <laughs> really? Yeah. Pittsburgh, I, P- Pennsylvania. I heard it was like one of the fastest growing cities in the nation. 
I do and love it was their. Like, it's very welcoming. Like startup companies, like da da da. And I was just like, that would be awesome. Because I after college, I was like, I want to just go away for a little bit. How'd that work out for you? I went to Kansas. City. You got closer <laughs> to home <laughs> now. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm like, I love the baseball park. Um, I can't think of what it's called, but the Pirates Park is mm-hmm. beautiful. I love their downtown views. And anytime somebody mentions uh, the Royals moving downtown, that's like the park I picture. Like that is a cool view. It's a cool stadium. So not to completely shit on everything, <laughs> Pittsburgh. I call it a boring city. You're gonna have all of them out here. I like, PNC Park. Oh yeah. Cool. All. How many people do you think? Hey, I'm not talking not any shit on people from Pittsburgh. I've heard stories about them. I think that's where the Italians live. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> nope. Uh, we have a um, mob ties very close to us. I also heard Italians Probably are the ones Kansas. that killed Jesus, and I don't want to mess with them. <laughs> what? Anyway, football talk because I don't know what you're talking about anymore. You're losing me on this one. I'm not. I'm not talking crap on nobody. Yeah, sounds like you are. Everybody loves. Just made everybody. some strong accusations. Uh, I believe that's true. I'll uh, look it up right now. Times uh, killed Jesus. Anyway, how about this one? Uh, CMC Christian McCaffrey. We were talking about him yesterday. Yeah. Now he does officially land on the IR, and we've been saying it for a long time. There's the, always the old saying: your best ability is availability. And that's my thing with running backs right now. Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I don't care how much talent you have, how fast your 40 time is, what your agility rating on Madden is. If you can't stay on the field, you're not good. Did you say it? The best ability? I did say it. Thanks for listening. Is availability. I'll say it again. I was reading about the Italians killed (laughs) Jesus still. Uh-huh. I well, got down that welcome back. Uh Yeah, doing a live show here. What's up? Uh-huh. And with Christian McCaffrey, I I think that there's a bit of buyer's remorse with that contract even. And looking at how much they paid him, overpaying the running back position, I liked it a lot at the time. It was before he started getting hurt uh, because he could catch the ball out of the backfield. And he's still very good at that. But like I said, he's not on the field. So that's a big difference maker. And with him now – um, hitting the IR again, that puts him out for the rest of the season. This is two years in a row. Uh, that's scary. If you're a Panthers fan, if you are you know, in a dynasty league where you have Christian McCaffrey, I know these are real people. I always hate when people react to that. It's important to fantasy football players too, but I, I don't know what you do with him now. Yeah. yeah I mean, and I, I'm in the same boat of like fantasy like football owners be like, oh, I'm upset that he's injured again. I was that way yesterday. I was like, gosh dang it, dude. Every time I draft a running back in the top five of a league in fantasy, they get injured. It's like, I'm not doing it anymore. I'd much rather take a quarterback. But at the same time with Christian McCaffrey, you hope he gets healthy. Here's a question to you, though, Melo. If you're Carolina, are you sitting here going, damn it, we should have traded him early in the season to get a Deshaun Watson or any other quarterback in the league? Yeah. Um, with Deshaun Watson, it makes things difficult because that's a whole nother fiasco of off the field of course right but like, like he might not ever play again either i just i think there's more question about like man should we really have paid a running back the and answer is no once again yeah once again i get another party that i was late to but have definitely come <laughs> around on is you probably should not take running backs in the first round you probably should not pay running backs you should probably franchise tag them and then let them move on afterwards i don't know that there's a a running back contract in the NFL where you're like, yep, love that one for you. If there is, it's because they're drafted and that's their their rookie contract. Yeah, I was just say even what <clears throat> excuse me, what about Alvin Kamara with the Saints? Do you think he's lived up to that? I don't I don't know. I think that's a good question because he's very good out of the backfield as a receiver. Mm-hmm. He's not the best runner. I, he's I never think, rushed for a thousand. I was yards. gonna say he hasn't. Uh, he got close. Knowledge. I think he was like maybe 150 he's, yards away at one point. But. He'll do that like 800 rushing yards, 800 receiving yards. Which in which my is mind great. is good, yeah. <laughs> and I think it fits very well for that Saints offense. But at the same time, you're paying him running back money like he's going to rush for 1,500 yards mm-hmm. or 1,200 yards, I guess. Might be more accurate. So, I don't know. Because you have to pair him with another running back. And you need a good running back in there to take a lot of those carries. So I don't even know if looking at the Alvin Kamara contract, if I would be like, yeah, that's a good contract for the Saints. It, especially, like I said earlier, with the Saints, they're so bad at the salary cap that I don't even know who you should be paying there. Uh, you're paying a guy like uh, Michael Thomas, and he's not even playing for you. Uh, so that's another situation. Are we? Can we call the Saints salary cap issue like handling bad? 
Or is it just fantastic that they get anybody and everybody that they want? Are they the best at the salary cap, or are they the worst at the salary 90 cap? $90 million under and still be like, we'll be fine by the time You the can make starts. a strong case for either one. Like, like, man, I wonder if they're like, accountants just back there like, don't even worry about it. I, heard, I saw a TikTok the other day of a guy talking about debt and how that envelope guy is like, don't go into any debt at all. Pay for cash with everything. Yeah. Do it that way. And that's a great way to build your credit score. But other people are like, no, go into debt. And then that's when you start saving and paying things off. That helps your credit score. Yeah. That's what the Saints are doing. They're like, ah, fuck it. We'll go into debt and then we'll figure it out. And we'll get these guys paid off, moved, shipped around. But we're going to win games. We're going to pay people. And then, I don't know. There's probably like a lot of under the table deals. I don't understand <laughs> how the Saints can continue to be so successful, uh, both with, you know, on the field production like this year and the salary cap. Yeah. But what was it last year? They were facing like a ninety million deficit. They were all the way up until the season started. Yeah. And everyone's like, what are they gonna do? The season starts in three days. Mm-hmm. That counts like I guess it's like Michael Scott was like, I guess I'll just sign these papers. There's twenty of them. <laughs> Can you crunch the numbers again? <laughs> yeah. Yep, crunched. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't understand how they do it. But I understand nothing with the salary cap. You can sign a guy to a brand new contract and create salary cap somehow. So that's a level of math that I will never be good at or understand. It's just one of those Especially things. when it's numbers that large. Like, actually, we're just going to move this chunk here. Mm-hmm. This now disappears. It's like, what equation do you got here? I think Kevin Malone is doing all the accounting for NFL teams. <laughs> what's it? Eleven. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's Kevin's magic number. That's how you fix the salary cap. Oh. You just throw in a Clevin in there, and then poof, everything adds up. You know what else adds up? Your drinks at Club 609 because they have the two-for-one drink specials and $2 draft pours at my favorite bar in the world. Go check them out if you're anywhere near the Joplin area. Uh, if you're driving through, passing through, stop in, have yourself a nice, nice little lunch, maybe catch dinner. Happy hour from 2 p.m. until 8 p.m. Maybe don't do that if you're driving. But definitely check them out. Great appetizers as well at Club 609. Yep. Next up, Downtown Lube. Be sure to visit them at downtownlube.com for their full list of services. They do specialize in tire and lube, but they are much more than that. They pride themselves on getting you in and out on the same business day. Again, downtownlube.com. Also, our guy Mark just had surgery. So be sure to go ahead and shoot him a message. I, nah. I didn't say of what or Hippa. what happened. My bad. Just, just want to say well wishes to the guy. First Appreciate you attacked it. Jesus. Now Mark Etter. I'm not attacking Mark. I love Mark. He just helped fix my tire just yesterday. put his business out there. Appreciate it. He's recovering. I'm never telling you anything. It's too late. <laughs> Again. No, never. Told me or about- it will just be so many lies that you will have to sift through what might actually be true. What do you think you guys already do? No, those aren't lies. Those are jokes. But I'm just, you're going to be <laughs> like, what would you eat for dinner last night? And I'm going to be like, uh, Salmon. You're like, that's weird. He doesn't eat salmon. So when I do tell you the truth, you'll just be like, ah, I don't know. Well, I feel like that's already now. Like, <laughs> You're so good at it, you don't realize you're doing it. Well, maybe so. And you call them jokes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a matter of if. It's a matter of when you need your oil changed. Do check them out at Downtown Lube. I wanted to talk about some things that we missed over the weekend, but I did feel like they were important. Uh, Tiger Woods did an interview and it, there's video of him swinging a golf club. Saw that over the Thanksgiving break. But I do think that it is cool that Tiger is kind of back. I know that's something that's like almost as Texas back as Tiger Woods back. He's going to eventually be back playing golf. It sounds like that he wants to. I think he will at least play in one event again. It might go very, very badly. And he mm-hmm. says, nope, I'm good. I'm done. But I do think that we will see him back out on a course playing one event and I do think that it's probably going to be uh, one of the majors. So, And he even said, like, I don't think I can be on the tour anymore, but maybe coming back for a couple events here and there is something that he could do. Uh, that leg, obviously, not good at all. I think we talked about it on the podcast. It reminded me a lot of Alex Smith mm-hmm. uh, with him walking around the way that he did. And that might have been on the Friday episode that didn't Oh, that didn't I think you're right. There's so much that happened. God, that dude. Friday episode with all those good takes. Yeah. Um, yeah, Tiger Woods playing golf again reminds me a lot of Alex Smith. Alex Smith coming back for you know a short amount of time and mm-hmm. then kind of realizing even 
yeah, this is probably not going to happen for me. And then the NFL kind of decided for Alex Smith, like, hey, bud, it's not good anymore, so we're not going to do that yeah. anymore. And with Tiger Woods, golf, obviously, much different. But I do think uh, that's a situation where he'll come back for one, and then we'll see what happens in the future. It's like stick to football. Yeah. We'll be back for one. We'll see what happens in the future. And then go from there. Mm-hmm. See how well it goes. It's probably yeah. going to go very well. Knowing Tiger, he might come and win the whole damn thing. That'd be I mean, incredible. Yeah. I don't think it will happen, though. Let's not get our hopes up. But, I mean. If it weren't for the other injuries. Just the fact that he's honestly able to come back and play golf. Because, like you said, the other injuries, the back surgery, the issue with his knee, and now the leg from the car accident. It's kind of one of those deals where like, hey, this guy's lucky to even still be golfing. He's lucky to still be alive. 100%. We're figure out why he was driving so fast. <laughs> I don't think it, Nobody really talks about that. <laughs> I don't, like, I think he was just driving fast. I like Tiger Woods. Homie kind of gets a pass on some shady stuff, though. <laughs> we very quickly forgot about everything else. His whole cheating scandal. <laughs> whole I think thing. a whole lot of... Not Cheating's to, bad, but it's not like the worst thing I, ever. I, that's what I was going to say. Like, not to just defend it or anything, but... Like, okay, this guy cheated on his wife with multiple women. He's a superstar in the world of golf. Mm-hmm. Probably didn't have to try that hard. No. Cheat, and cheating is terrible. It is. It is bad. Uh, it's but it's not like yeah. <laughs> but I hate it when people are like, if my husband ever cheated on me, I'd beat the shit out of him. It's like, well, you should go to jail for that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, honestly, I do think that though, you have to take like <laughs> gender out of it. You can't just go around beating the shit out of people. I don't. I don't care. <laughs> beating the shit out of a person is much worse than cheating. Don't come at me with like emotional distress either. I've been cheated on. I've been through it. I've also had my ass kicked before as a child, not as an adult. What? Um, and that was bad. Try me, bitch. <laughs> that, that hurt real bad for a while. Yeah. And it, that is also emotionally damaging <laughs> when you're like, fuck. That's I got two stones, one punch. By that kid, that kid was my older brother. But it's like, God, Jesus, wait till I grow up. <laughs> and that stuck with me for years. It took me longer to get over getting my ass kicked as a child than it did getting cheated on. <laughs> Which brother? <laughs> All of them. No, just two of them. Me and my oldest brother, Mike, we have never fought. Uh, We've never even had, like, a disagreement. Uh, then you go down from well, there. You both are very easygoing. Uh-huh. So. Marcus. We got in one fight. I learned my lesson. We were playing backyard baseball. We had a pretty good-sized backyard, and we were playing backyard baseball. And this was in the 90s, so I corked my bat. And we had, like, this plastic bat, and I put a metal rod in it. I don't know why we had a metal rod in our backyard, but I put it in the bat, corked it. And he said, if that metal rod flies out of that bat, hits me, I'm going to kick your ass. And I thought, I'm fine. It did exactly that. <laughs> I, I crushed that ball. It was playing with a tennis ball. We were very poor, by the way. <laughs> um, and the metal rod flew out of the center of the bat and hit him in the shin. And he charged me. The pitcher charged <laughs> me, the hitter. And he picked me up and he threw me into a tree. Like the trunk, not like up, like, oh, I'm in the branches. This is fun. No, like body slammed me. My back bent around the trunk of a tree. And then I landed on the roots of the tree that were like sticking out of the Mm -hmm. ground. I learned my lesson. That was also the last time I ever played baseball. How long did you cry for? Uh, Not to be like that guy. I, I wasn't really allowed to cry a whole lot. I was either made fun of or hit again by my brothers. So I don't know. How long did I want to cry for? Seven years. <laughs> and the shitty part is, I know I've said it here before, I am a crier. If I get too angry, yeah. I'm a crier. If something's too funny, I'm a crier. I can't control it. As a youth, that's fucking miserable. <laughs> fucking miserable having to deal with those assholes all the time. And then the number of fights me and Matt have been in are unlimited i don't even know the number does not exist. i can't even remember the first time that Limited. him and i fought each other really? i was probably two years old and he was six damn <laughs> he had a little bit of a temper problem. i wasn't allowed <laughs> to fight my little brother where dad was like uh you're bigger than him pick on something do you want me to pick on you and i was like uh no no you're my a parents, grown man they're <laughs> We're- wonderful people and they will always like brag and be like, oh, we never had to spank you. I grew up in the era of spanking. I turned out fine. Uh-huh. Uh, because their asses would just like leave the room. <laughs> like if I did something that I wasn't supposed to, my mom would just walk out and close the door behind her. And it's like, 
you just ordered a code red on me. Like, what are you doing here, lady? But uh, I turned out pretty well. I learned my lesson <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> real fast with them. Uh, so I don't even know how we got on that topic. Uh, I I really don't either. It happens every time, though. Yeah, but am I a crier? Yes. Did you I were, cry when Tiger Woods came back? No. We did. You were talking about how you corked a bat. We'll take that into baseball. Uh, these deals lately, <laughs> holy shit. Yeah. Texas and, Rangers are like, let's spend some money, guys. I even saw people tweeting out, like, uh, I think it was a, a credible, a blue check mark, that was like, oh, now that the Rangers have signed Marcus Simeon, they're going to be out on Corey Seager. Nope. They just have an incredibly expensive infield now. Marcus Simeon signs a seven-year, $175 million deal with the Rangers. And then Corey Seager signs a 10-year, $325 million deal. I thought we were done with those contracts in baseball. I was going to say, where this? I don't know where all this money came from. And with the Rangers. I knew they used to be like big players. Uh, for teams. I've never known sorry, the for players to be like a like destination the A-Rod spot. deal. I, but they that was just, what, in the 90s though? Yeah, they'll just pay money. Early 2000s maybe. Um, but they used to have it. Uh, who else did they have? They used to pay a, a couple guys here and there. So I was learning how to read when these deals were coming. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Yeah, you didn't know what all those numbers meant. Yeah. But now they, they're doing it again. And this is a, a very bad organization over the last couple of years. They just traded Joey Gallo. Uh, so I don't I don't know I guess they're trying to tank but also that they're is, like yeah, yeah no, that's a good point money. like they had their home run hitter and it was like well we'll see you later because I don't want to pay you where did he go did he go to New York uh, he got traded to the Yankees yeah he hasn't signed anywhere I think he's a free agent <laughs> and they're like we're not gonna pay you these other guys absolutely yeah and I don't I don't know Major League Baseball is crazy and then uh, Javi Baez who bounced around a little bit with the Cubs. And then, well, I think he ended the year with the Mets. Mm-hmm. It sounds like he's going to sign with the Tigers when we're recording, at least. I don't, I haven't seen anything that confirms it, but that's like those college uh, coaching jobs. It's like, yeah, we haven't confirmed it, but we also, we know. Pretty much. Um, six years, $140 million with him. I remember when uh, we were talking a lot of baseball early on, and it was like, oh, there might be a strike. I enjoy this World Series because we might go on strike. There might be a lockout with the players. I think the owners are just trying to like <laughs> spend so much money that the players are like fuck yeah, I'm I'm in, <laughs> yeah. I'm here. Let's Not play ball. Uh, sing that fucking anthem and let's go. <laughs> uh, I don't know, but I love it. I don't want to see a lockout. Yeah, but I know that there are a lot of meetings going on right now. We'll get to the winter meetings. Uh, you know, once we get into December, which by the way is tomorrow. Happy birthday again. Uh, but another thing that they're looking at in baseball, I love that they're finally looking at it and like, hey, maybe we changed some rules um, in expanded playoffs. They did it for one year in 2020. They didn't do it last year. And like my brain was already used to it from 2020. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. One team gets the bye. There's 14 teams in the playoffs. I liked it. Yeah. And I do hope that it goes back to that and it sounds kind of like it will. And another thing that I read this morning that they're looking into is a lottery, a draft lottery, much like what the NBA does. I don't know if I'm in favor of that one or not. I think the draft lottery, it's kind of a good idea because it's like, okay, we're not going to reward these teams for tanking. But I think like in the NBA, you get more teams that tank because they know Mm -hmm. like, hey, we're pretty close. Let's just throw the rest of the season and then maybe we'll have better chances. Yeah, we're guaranteed like a top four pick. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you still like you still you see teams trade off their their best players and really like go all in on tanking. You're going to get that no matter what. Mm-hmm. I think you even get it in the NFL to where nobody's trying to lose. Like the players that are out there are not trying to lose. I don't think the coaches are either because that goes on their record. But I do think that GMs and owners are like, all right, probably not going to compete this year. Let's go with a younger. Yeah. Roster, which in turn is tanking. So I don't know if that fixes anything. I mean, how would that work with baseball, though? Because there's it's such a long draft. Yeah. I mean, I mean you only d- do like two rounds. I mean, how many? How far does no, the you do go? the lottery before and establish your draft order? But then, I mean, you would just have who knows what the teams. I guess the teams that don't make the playoffs are entered into the draft lottery. There's 30 in the MLB, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you'd have 16 out, 14 in. Then develop your draft order, and then go on from there. Maybe I hate this because I'm a Royals fan, 
And it's like, I know that they're probably going to be bad, so I want their record to reflect their draft status, yeah. which is usually pretty high. <laughs> I also hate like the draft slotting thing. Like That makes it confusing. Not that I'm a big Major League Baseball draft guy, but it does make it a little bit harder to to watch and be like, okay, here's the best player, but he's probably not going to sign. Or here's a really good player. We're not going to draft him, though, because we want to pay these other guys in round two. And it just gives me a headache and yeah. my brain hurts from that one. But uh, I do love off-season baseball. And I love how quickly it just turns over. Well, I mean, it feels like sometimes it takes forever for these free agents to be signed. Or like this year, it's like phew, everybody's just signing these major deals, trying to get it over with. Is that because a lockout's possibly coming? I think with some of these guys, you just get that kind of early on. It, it does feel like these big contracts like uh, Seager and Baez. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect them to sign this early. I I think with Carlos Correa, that one's going to take a while. Mm-hmm. I don't think that he will sign in 2021. I think it'll be like a January, maybe even a February deal for him. I need to look and see if he's a Scott Boris guy. Because if he is, those guys usually sign in fucking February. Um, but I, there are so many people that are going to be after him. And wanting to pay, you can probably rule out the Rangers. I don't know if they were ever really in on him. But yeah. I mean, the Yankees have a hole at shortstop. The Astros are screwed if they don't bring him back. They are going to have to pay a lot of money. And then even with these big-time guys that are, are good hitters, you move people around. And you'll say, okay, you want to come in? You want to hit for us? We'll let you play shortstop. We'll move our shortstop to third. Mm-hmm. Or we'll move him to second. But it is, it's very exciting in baseball. And it's almost basketball time, too. We didn't talk about it, but over the weekend, Duke beat Gonzaga. Yes, sir. Which was a huge game. But it happened when we were kind of on break, and then everything with the coaching searches and college football happened. But uh, we're a college basketball podcast. Yes, sir. For sure. We love it very, very much. And we'll be keeping tabs on what's happening. Be honest, did you watch that game? Yeah, I did. At 609. (laughs) All right. Mm Mm-hmm. That's one of those situations where it's like, hey, sorry, I'm not going to be a part of the conversation because I'm watching this basketball game. I didn't realize the game was on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, just sorry about it. Ignore me for a little bit. And uh, if you say something interesting, I'll jump back into the conversation. But it was very exciting. I am a Duke fan. I've said it a million times, I feel like, but I'm not like a super committed one. Yeah. I just find me in March when they're good. <laughs> what's up when they're not, eh, you're not going to really hear much from me. Yeah. I wonder if people hate that about me because I am, I am very much a bandwagon fan. I am loyal to two teams. No matter what the Royals do, I will be a fan mm-hmm. for life. The Texas Longhorns are probably the second one, but I will say I checked out very early this year. You did very early. Like after the Oklahoma game, they lost the next week, and then after that, I was like, I'm done. This doesn't matter to me yeah. anymore. Uh, and then the Chiefs, I'm a 100% bandwagon fan. Yeah, but you're so admitted on, like, you're so willing to admit that, that like, people respect it. Yeah. I also don't, like, I hate people that get mad at bandwagon fans. Um, but, like, you're not the type, you're not the bandwagon fan that's hopped onto it and is and then super pretending loud. I've been there the whole time. Exactly. <laughs> while also just disrespecting every other fan base. It's like, oh, you guys suck. My team's winning. Ha ha, F you. You're just like, yeah, uh-huh. I like winning. I like Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to root for this team. Yeah, it's fun to watch. And it's right here. It's local. The only... And you went through a whole recruiting process on like who to be a fan of. Uh huh. Yeah. It was maybe. Glad my pitch won. Kind of set up. It, which is crazy. It was right there between the Chiefs and the Browns. I'm aware. <laughs> was that before they drafted Baker it Mayfield? Because right that would not before. have stuck. It was I, right before. I do like a lot of the other players they have on their roster. And Loki like their uniforms. The uniforms they wore the other Sunday night actually didn't look bad. I didn't like those. I didn't? like the traditional, just boring-ass Browns uniforms. Like, uh, I think the last time I watched them play, it was the orange helmets, white jerseys, brown pants. Yep. I like that. It looks good. It's not bad. It's a good look. It's still weird that you're called the Browns. Primary color is orange. Yeah, that's one thing that confused me, like, as all get out as a child. When I'm trying to learn the NFL and I'm looking at, like, trading cards, because that's what really got me started was, like, collecting trading cards with my grandpa. My little sister comes in the room and is like, yo, what are these? And I'm like, well, this is the Indiana – this is the Indianapolis horseshoes. 
This <laughs> is the San Diego Lightning. Have you seen those TikToks? <laughs> yeah, it's but like the guys, like I, I'm gonna ask my girlfriend. I was legitimately teams. that as a kid because like I didn't know the team names, and when I realized, it's like, oh, that's the Colts, that's the Chargers, that's neat, and it was like, this is the Browns, and it was like, Mom, am I colorblind? And she was like, No, <laughs> I don't know. Orange, bro. I don't know why they're orange, and I was like, Well, okay, mm-hmm. not gonna root for them, and they you know the story now, though, right? Yeah, yeah. It, the thing that gets me is like the Bengals play at Paul Brown Stadium. I get it, that team as well, but <laughs> uh, it's just stupid. It's one of those things that doesn't make sense, like Texas and OU joining uh, the SEC. Like, it doesn't make any sense Shouldn't to me. Shouldn't have done it. I bet Oklahoma's regretting that decision even more now. Uh, I tweeted it out early this morning, and a lot of people, I, I guess, are just like, oh, what did I miss? Uh, the Oklahoma fans are really not taking this well at all. And this is not just because I'm a Texas fan. I've never seen a fan base so, like, they feel like they're personally hurt by this. They've never had to experience anything like. And they've I get it. Never I, they been, haven't. <laughs> they've never been broken up with. They've never been rejected. Uh-huh. They've never been told no. I know rejected and no mean the same fucking thing. But it's like they've never had to experience that. Us as Texas fans, that's all we know. The last twenty years, excuse me, ten years. Yeah, it's like so, it ain't working out. Gotta go. But even the fact that like um, Lane Kiffin should have given us more notice. Or Lincoln not Lincoln Riley. If Lincoln Riley should have given us more notice. Like, why? Why would he do that? Yeah. <laughs> what did you expect him to do? Be like, you know, right before Bedlam, be like, hey, guys, go play really hard. I'm probably taking that USC <laughs> job. Yeah. Like, if, if we win, I stay. When I stay. Not, Dis- I'm gone. There's discussion about a private plane, 24-7 for the family. We'll <laughs> yeah. be back to see you. But I will not be on the team bus. Actually, I'll going home. <laughs> I've, I've accepted the job. I'm going to go there. I'm going to take their private plane, you know, something that Oklahoma doesn't have, 24-7 access at USC. I'll come back. It's kind of a big deal. And I'll be back out. Not many coaches have access 24-7. I do. It's picking me up at 2 a.m. <laughs> Nobody knows private plane's better than me. It's going to be huge. It says USC right there on it. It's so cool. You guys should come aboard. Like, just get in the portal right now. We'll go. Uh, but they are. They're so upset. And I do, I understand that like you had a really good coach and now he's gone. But at the same time, like this is what college coaches have been doing forever. I was like, but not to me. Yeah. Like you remember when Bob Stoops was just like, nah, fuck it, retiring. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of the same deal. Um, And then uh, LSU fans, not LSU, Notre Dame fans upset with Brian Kelly. Like we talked about at the beginning of the show, like, oh, he told us. In a text message. Like, that one I feel like I kind of – I feel more understanding for Notre Dame fans being upset than Oklahoma. I'm the opposite, actually. Because I feel like with Notre Dame it was – I just think – I like Brian Kelly and I like Notre Dame. So, this isn't no, like, oh, screw Notre Dame. It's – I kind of felt like that was somewhat coming to an end because it was kind of one of those situations where they kept getting closer and close, Like, they were almost there, but they just weren't reaching it. And so maybe it was just a time for kind of both of them to split. And before it got real bad, Brian Kelly was like, I'll go take $12 million a year and go to the SEC. I don't know if you saw this because it's happening like right now. He was supposed to meet with his players this morning at 7 a.m. Did he not? He did. It lasted 11 minutes. <laughs> Their meeting lasted 11 minutes. Uh, Notre Dame team meeting at 7 a.m. Brian Kelly left campus at 7.11 a.m. So the meeting didn't last 11 minutes. He yeah. was on campus for 11 minutes. At the same time, though, like, what do you want him to do? Like, it should have it should have taken longer than that. You probably should have said some goodbyes. And, I mean, you, you did commit to take care of these players for a while. And them players got to be so pissed then. So, I actually, what, what, what I just with said. Dame recruiting. I kind of want to take it all back because that's really <laughs> shitty of you, Brian Kelly. That is, that's a little bit shitty. Especially more I think about it, too, like – Swiping everything from your social media before, like so soon, yeah. Give it some time, dude. Social like media is a key player in relationships when, like, these it, days. Man, when a relationship <laughs> ends and it's immediately you go to Facebook and it's like boom, single on the homepage. It's like what the, you've been fucking waiting to do that, you bitch. <laughs> it's, it's too close to home. For uh, me or you? Everyone. Oh, okay. uh, it is. It's so crazy. Social media. But like, yeah, that's how it feels. A player be like, man, he was just ex- he was he's almost excited to leave now. Yeah, I take back everything I said. F you, Brian Kelly. He is the from like, Notre he's, Dame he's perspective. So excited about it. And, yeah, but I am still on the like. What do you expect him to do? Like, as soon as he leaves that meeting, be like, hey guys, you're gonna hear about something. <laughs> 
online. So yeah. <laughs> we're going uh, zero dark 30. Everybody turn in their phone. <laughs> By the way, I'm in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. <laughs> yeah. I'll be back soon. But I don't know. I don't I'll know be back tomorrow expecting. for five minutes and I'll be back out. So I understand like there's no way for him to tell the players sooner. Um, you got to stay longer at the meeting though. Yeah. But then with Lincoln Riley, like don't bullshit us and be like, oh man, this happened late Saturday. Oh, really? Like, as soon as after you the lost game? the game, you decided like, okay, here's a call from L.A. I better pick this up. <laughs> yeah. Like, no. Like, no. Maybe the first time he had contact I with I wonder him if his iPhone was, was like, when that call comes in, it was like, maybe USC <laughs> athletic director. Yeah. <laughs> comes in from Louisiana. He's like, ah, nope, wrong L.A. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's get the other one. I need a California yep. in here. But who knows what's going to happen uh, tonight. Maybe we'll see another – Coach, maybe Oklahoma will name who their coach is going to be. Maybe Notre Dame will. Uh, Virginia Tech uh, named their coach. It's going to be the defensive coordinator from Penn State. I don't know much about him. I am kind of surprised that they're going with the coordinator route, um, but it is what it is. And the last thing before we cut off today is to remember that call in app. It's a nice little red fancy app. C A L L I N is the name of the app. Uh, download it free on Apple, and then go search Miked Up. Uh, you can find me. The at is just at Mellow, at Big Country. You can follow us, but definitely follow the show. And then we will be back tomorrow, bright and early at 10 a.m. Central Time. And also don't forget about our great sponsor, Roper Kia. Go in there, tell them that Miked Up sent you. They'll give you $1,000 off your nicer, newer ride. 